Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business. Only on Money FM 89.3. Thanks for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Time for Mind Your Business. Now, Lynn, do you remember what happened to your hand bouquet after your wedding day? Oh my gosh, it's so long ago. No, no recollection at all. <laughs> well, this is something I think a lot of people, I guess, struggle to some extent. What do I do with my bouquet after the wedding is done? You know, all these flowers around the entire event mm. space, what am I going to do with it? Some of them give them away and then the guests have to figure out what to do with it. No. So one person has a solution, a self-thought Floral designer came up with the idea of zero wastage by creating bridal bouquets. Bridal bouquets. Hoop. So imagine that a hoop, and then you put your flowers around it, and then you use that hoop to decorate other things like your home or your office by hanging it on a wall. That's right. That's not only sustainable, the decoration piece can also serve as a reminder of your beautiful event or beautiful you know, wedding. Mm. Yes. So our guest this morning is a self-taught floral designer, as Ryan mentioned. She has a background in graphic design and she now runs a small and humble home-based floral business. Yep, and on top of the hoops, she's got some interesting jewellery as well. And it really locks it in forever. I will just give you that teaser for now. So let's welcome Vanessa Teo. Twist the Willow Twig is the name of a company. Welcome Live to the show. in the studio, Vanessa Teo. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> okay, first things first. Can you share with us about your transition from uh, being a full-time graphic designer to doing this? What made you change to that? So I've been in the design industry for a really long time. Like I started off doing a lot of uh, print stuff where I get to work with a lot of paper, tangible materials at the start. There wasn't a lot of digital back then. And then as the years go by, like design has changed a lot for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there was no demand for print anymore. Mm-hmm. A lot of people has moved to like social media, digital advertising, and then like clients start to request for more like social posts, videos, mm-hmm. and other contents that are not print. And that's also where I found myself spending a lot of time from the computer screen. Mm-hmm. And then I started to lose passion for design, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want that. So I decided to take a break off design and to see what I can do next. And then maybe come back into design. And ah. that's where I started like finding mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Would it be right to describe it as a mid-career change? No, Finding a new passion? Uh, yes, it is sort of a mid-career change. Yeah. So why flowers? <laughs> so this started... After my wedding, actually. Mm. So I had my own wedding after my break. Mm. And then I didn't want to have a normal wedding. As a designer, I wanted to have everything special, right? I don't want to have something that's similar to what everybody has. Give us a sense of the wedding. (laughs) What was it like when you say Uh, not normal? It was still somewhat normal. It's just that there are things where I didn't want to do it the same as the others. So like, mm. uh, people no longer have invitation cards. Like, usually there's like e-invitation where people RSVP through WhatsApp and stuff like that. Mm. But I still wanted to keep that. So I actually printed my own wedding invitations as well. So for flower-wise, like I didn't want to have a normal bouquet. Mm. Uh, that's when I started doing a bit of digging myself and trying to find out like, uh, where are the special ways that I can mm. actually do to be different. That's where I chanced upon flower hoops that is I think somewhat popular in European countries rather like I mean Singapore I don't really see that like most of the people use hand bouquet 
Just curious, this realization that you wanted to do something else other than graphic mm. design, yes. did it start during the pandemic? Oh, yes, it, it did start during the pandemic. So, right after my wedding, the pandemic actually started. That's also when I thought, like, okay, maybe this flower hoop thing is a. I mean, like, I love flowers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, I love to craft as well. I love tangible materials. And then that started to push me in a way where I never knew I was going towards. Okay. And then that's where I am now. All right, let's get into the details of your creations. Tell us about yeah. them. Yeah, Vanessa, uh, for someone who can't see it on radio, describe yeah. it for us. What's the size of this? What does it look like? The size of tambourine? Uh, so it depends. So it depends on what my bride actually wants. Uh, it, it, the, the size can vary. It can go up to like 30, 40 cm and then it can it can go as as miniature as like a 15 cm bridal hoop. It really depends on, on what, what my clients really want in the first place. So uh, for flower hoops, wedding flower hoops they are usually based the, the size depends on what my clients want but then like uh, for my smaller crafts that I created along the way are really intricate and small uh, nothing too big and fancy it's just like they are all crafted with real flowers to begin with so I'm holding a pair of uh, earrings that's yeah. made from uh, flowers, flowers and yes. encased in resin yes encased in resin hmm, very interesting so this is the evolution of your product Yes, line. correct. So I started off uh, creating wearable flowers with fresh flowers. That's also because I, I was in the wedding industry earlier on in my start mm-hmm. of the business. And then I slowly moved on to create something that a wider public can enjoy. Mm-hmm. The reason why I wanted to do that is because like, for weddings, it's only once in a lifetime and people only do it once. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, one bride will only wear once the earring and then uh, they only have one bouquet of flowers. Mm-hmm. So that's where I started. I started creating wearable flowers with fresh flowers for brides and then there was a demand. Mm-hmm. Like people started asking me to do like something that is that they can wear every day or wear for an event or, or things like that. Uh, that's where I started. And then it slowly evolved Given the that years. this is handmade, I, mm. it's incredibly intricate because yes. I'm just imagining if you're using flowers, they yep. must be very delicate. Yes. So how do you you know, line them up in this way in the design and then have them encased in resin. I'm really interested to find out the process. Yeah, it's a lot of hard work. Like there was a lot of trial and error behind it. I had to do a lot of testing on my end. I have to read a lot of books. I have to find out a lot about materials and being not from the florist industry to begin with, like I worked with papers and stuff like that, which is a bit more rigid, right? Mm -hmm. And then flowers are a bit more delicate like what you're saying. So I had to do a lot of trial and errors. Like there were a lot, a lot, a lot of failures. Um, that was not called for mm-hmm. but then like I'm happy to say that after all my testing like I finally got something that I really like how and long did it take for you to get it right? Yeah, so after I left my full-time job, I took a one-year sabbatical to actually further my studies on mm-hmm. like flowers, mm-hmm. uh, pick up courses, like uh, watch a lot of videos, read a lot of books to find out about materials. And it took me about a year to actually like got the, all this stuff sorted out and then to finally be confident enough to start selling my things mm-hmm. online. Right, in conversation with Vanessa Teo, who runs Twisty Willow Twig. So she converts your wedding bouquets and all the flowers at your events to kind of immortalize them in hoops or jewelry. Mm. And you've got a store here online, and I'm yes. just looking at some of the products Soulmate, yes. Makase Willow, Secret Crush. Those yeah. are just some of the items you can find online. Yeah. And talking about online, this is actually a different ballgame. You have to pick up these skills, it's not just as simple as starting a web page and then expecting people to turn up yes. you need to understand SEO how to sell yeah. how to reach out to new audiences walk us yeah. through that process how do you pick this up and what are some of the things you learned along the way 
it's a tough process. I mean, like I was in the in advertising industry, so I do know certain things about advertising, like social media posts and everything like that. But the part about marketing was a bit tough. Like I had to, there was a lot of trial and error as well because I I'm a one man one man show behind all this, and I had to I had to really go and read up, uh, reach out to friends who are in the marketing industry, like uh, ask them like how can I do this? What is the best way I can do this to actually help my business along the way? Yeah, so it wasn't easy at all. Like, so what did you learn say, from them? What did I learn? I learned that I mean, you need to spend time and a lot of effort behind all this stuff. Like, it is something that you cannot take off and feel like your business can then run by its own. Like, mm. there's a lot of background work that you have to do behind it, and you cannot eliminate that, that part of it. And that's very important for your business. Where yeah. do your leads come from right now? How do you get these people going to your website? Yeah, correct. Uh, What's advertising. your customer, customer base? Like, who are your customers? My customers are women, I guess. And then <laughs> and some men who are trying to find gifts for their wives or their girlfriends or their partners. I mean, like, I do a lot of advertising online. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where they get to know about me. And there's a lot of word of mouth. Like, I have friends who engage me to do. And then uh, they reach out to me. And then they sort of post it on their social media. And then their friends see. And then their friends buy from me. And then their friends post it on their social media. And then it's just a never-ending loop, I guess. Uh, We understand that you also conduct uh, workshops in your home. Tell us more about that. I mean, I knew I wanted to have workshops at home. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then so moving into my new home, I actually created a space where I can actually conduct workshops, uh, intimate workshops to begin with because I wanted uh, to have enough time for everyone. Uh, That's where I start. So every session is about a three-hour session. I teach them how to craft uh, wearables. And then through this process, they also learn about materials and uh, I'll teach them like some care tips, how to take care of flowers. I think these are important things that people should know Like because I have a lot of inquiries coming to me asking me like, oh, what's the difference between a dried flower versus a Mm. preserved flower, right? Like a lot of the normal people don't know the difference. Mm. Like they will just say, oh, they are just dried flowers but they are not. So it's for me to actually share things like that to Mm. the the wider public so that they know Mm -hmm. and then they'll understand the craft that goes behind all all the crafts that I do Mm -hmm. and then they'll start to understand like, okay, this is something that is not as easy as Mm -hmm. you think it is Mm -hmm. and and then a lot more people will start to appreciate art like are this. Are these paid workshops or are these free? It's paid workshops. Oh, okay, plus yeah. you have free virtual floral workshop on your Instagram. Yes, yes. And I'm also working with other companies that uh, engage me to hold free mm. workshops online. I'm digressing a little bit, yeah. but um, <laughs> actually Vanessa's home is specially designed yes. to hold these workshops. <laughs> yes, Tell us correct. more about that. I, I created an island space, mm-hmm. just enough for about six people sitting, and then I hold my workshops there. Mm. So it was specially designed. An island in the right in the yeah, correct. Room, right? In the middle of the living wow. room, just for my workshops. As you yeah. expect from a designer. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> okay, as with all businesses, there will be competition. Mm. If uh, you are teaching your secrets to others, no, aren't you afraid that they might catch up? <laughs> And, uh, uh, be your competitor <laughs> so I never thought like what I do is a secret like it's basically just crafts that I picked up along the way and I do it so to me having a little bit of healthy competition is fine it's okay I think uh, but more importantly the reason why I started workshops wasn't because if there's going to be competitors will I be afraid of that it's more for me to share share to the wider public what I do I think a lot of times I receive like requests say can you do for me a bridal bouquet mm. but I don't do bouquets like I twist the wheel to only does floral hoops mm-hmm. uh, in different sizes mm-hmm. so it's more, more for me to share with the public that this is what I do the more people know about me the, the better it is for me because okay. then people will know if they want this specific thing they'll come to me okay so yeah. typically your floral hoops yes. how much do they cost? Uh, it ranges I guess because because like I said, mentioned earlier like 
like it comes in different sizes. Mm-hmm. Like you can come something that is 15 cm to 40 cm. So mm-hmm. it really depends on the material that I use mm-hmm. eventually. And then like how long, how complicated it is to, to, to actually do a structure, the structure mm-hmm. of the whole thing. Because every flower hood requires hours and hours of crafting. Mm-hmm. And, and this is something that a lot of people don't know if you're not mm-hmm. a florist. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of prepping work, a lot of planning, a lot of structure building, a mm-hmm. lot of like thought that goes behind it before you actually craft the actual thing. So yeah, so the prices actually range from mm. how long I take to do it, the materials that I use. So I guess just to give you an idea of yeah. some of the prices online, $52 is what the resin uh, wearables, mm. necklaces are going for. You've got $85 ones as well. And you brought up this interesting point about how it's a very delicate process. Mm. So going forward, how would you be able to scale up your business and grow it? Because it is quite intensive. Yeah, mm. correct. So that's also the reason why I started thinking of many, many other ways that I can actually monetize this. So one of my latest creation is a floral chandelier. It's a little bit easier and less intricate to craft compared to the rest of the flower hoops that I do. It's still a hoop because you, you can see that it's, it's being hung over a circular mm. uh, wooden hoop. Yeah. So these are something, some things that I, I try to do that is slightly simpler to do and then I can also run workshops in a larger scale mm. that more people can enjoy this experience, floral experience with me. And then I have a lot more in my mind that uh, it's all in my mind right now. But I'll, I'll try to like launch them as and when I have like new stuff coming up. All right. Yeah. Thank you very much for sharing your inspiring story with us, Vanessa. Vanessa Teo, entrepreneur from Twist the Willow Twig. Thank you very much for that. Thank You're listening you. to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.